0: This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house as we gather together for worship this morning on the Feast of All Saints. Today we remember all of the saints who rest from their labors, giving thanks to God for all that he did for them and for us. We gave thanks uh, to God in, in knowing that one day we too will join the saints who rest from their labors. And what great joy that is for us as God's people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Morning, our Gospel reading from the Gospel of Saint Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. On this All Saints Day, we remember all of the saints who are with Christ in heaven. And um, uh, St. John the Apostle writes this, I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. The book of Hebrews reminds us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. On this All Saints Day, we remember with thanksgiving those of our parish, friends of our congregation who have died during the last 12 months. We pause for a time of solemn and joyful remembrance. The bell will toll eight times. The number eight in the Bible is the number for eternity and life everlasting. Baptismal fonts are made with eight sides because in the water of baptism eternal life is given. While the bell tolls, take time to remember and name in your heart your loved ones and friends who are now with the Lord. Almighty God, by the death of your Son, Jesus Christ, you destroyed death. By his rest in the tomb, you sanctified the graves of your saints. And by his glorious resurrection, you brought life and immortality to light, so that all who die in him abide in peace and hope. Receive our thanks for the victory over the grave, which he has won for us and for all the saints who now rest from their labors. O God, whose days are without end and whose mercies cannot be numbered, we implore you to make us deeply aware of the shortness and uncertainty of life. Let your Holy Spirit lead us in faith in holiness and in righteousness all our days, that when we have served you in our generation, we may be gathered unto our fathers through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen. Indeed. Christ has conquered death and the grave for you and for me and for all. In this world of uncertain days, trying times, there is no greater comfort than Jesus' victory over death and the grave and the everlasting life that waits. For you and me. Today we remember all of the saints, our loved ones who have been called home, those who are with Jesus. They have fought the good fight, they have run the race, they have kept the faith. And today we remember them and give thanks to God for all the blessings He showered upon them throughout their life. As I was preparing this week for my sermon, I came across this verse in Psalm 49. Verse 15, it was, I was reading the Psalm 46, and uh, uh, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help and trouble. And uh, as I was reading through them, Psalm 47, 48, 49, I came across this passage, and long ago in my Bible I had underlined it, and I thought, I want to preach on this text today. The psalmist writes, But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely Take me to himself. These are the words of our text God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Cemeteries cannot be silenced. Now, you might think that the graveyard is a quiet place, but it's not. Cemeteries are the pulpit of the dead, and they declare to you and me the consequences of sin. You will surely die. And their sermon goes on from generation to generation. As I read through the words of Psalm 49, the psalmist spends many verses talking about death. The psalmist begins with these words to grab your attention and mine. In verse 1, the psalmist writes, Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all you who live in the world. And then he writes verse verse after verse after verse after verse after verse about death. I'm not going to read all of those verses, But just a snippet, the psalm continues, For all can see that wise men die, the foolish and the senseless alike perish, and leave their wealth to others. Thought about that joke, right? You never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul? Can't take it with you? The psalmist writes, Man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave, and death will feed on them. Those are some pretty straightforward words about death, and there's a whole lot more, and you can read it on your own. Why would the psalmist spend verse after verse after verse talking about death? And I think, first of all, because people believed the lie. People believed the lie, you will not surely die. Just ask Adam and Eve. <laughs> they believed that. But second, because I believe we live our lives Trying to ignore death. We don't even like the word death. Now we just say someone has passed. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but my question is what did they pass? A bus? You know? People walking along the road? What did they pass? They didn't pass. Let's just say what they did. They died. Let's use that word. They died. It is easy for us to get drunk on the cheap wine of endless days, good health, and abundant possessions. The pursuit of work and hobbies, happiness and prosperity. But Psalm 49 will not let you and me forget death. The truth is this, you will surely die. Dust you are, and to dust you will return. And this truth will sober you up. I think this COVID-19 pandemic is a bucket of cold water that splashes our face with the truth of death. It reminds us that we are going to die. It wakes us up. It forces us to think about something that we spend most of our life trying to ignore. I am going to die. And why am I going to die? I am going to die because I am sinful by nature, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I am sinful by nature, and because I am, I sin against God in thought and in word and in deed. And the Bible says the soul that sins is the one who will die. God warned Adam and Eve, if you eat of the tree of which I told you not to eat on that day, you will truly die. And Satan said, you won't die. And they found out that Satan is a liar and a deceiver. The wages of sin is death. And death is living proof that you are accountable to God. We must all appear before the judgment seat of God. But there is more to hear in Psalm 49. It is the passage of Psalm 49 that I underlined because in the midst of all these verses about death, about death, about death, about death, the psalmist has words of hope and life. These words. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. In a psalm that is filled with death, these are words of life and mercy and grace but God will redeem my life from the grave, your life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. He will take us to himself. These words of the psalmist, these words of hope, triumph over the hopeless voice of death. In this psalm, God's song of sin's judgment repeats like a broken record. You will die, you will die, you will die. And it's true. But there is another song. It is the song of God's salvation. It is the song that God has conquered death. God's voice of life triumphs over God's voice of death. Yes, you will surely die, but God says to you and me over and over and over again in scripture, you will live, you will live. You will live. I will raise you from the dead. I will give you eternal life. You will live. The God who rightly judged sinners and said you will die has also forgiven sinners and says, I am the resurrection and the life. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. I will redeem your life from the grave. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Psalm 49 talks about our redemption. It tells us that redemption from sin and salvation from death is impossible with man. In the psalm, the psalmist writes this, No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. But what is impossible with man is possible with God. God is able to redeem you and me. And he has. He has redeemed you and me from sin and death by the life and death of his son. The God-man, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the one who has redeemed you and me. And to ransom you and me was costly. It cost Jesus his life. He had to sacrifice himself on Calvary's cross in order to redeem you and me. On the cross he carried our sins unto death, his death, when he said it is finished. And God laid upon Jesus on the cross all of your iniquity and mine. And by his wounds you are forgiven. You are redeemed. And then, then, bursting forth on glorious day, up from the grave, Christ rose again. I love that song, In Christ Alone. We sang it last week in our worship service, talking about Jesus' resurrection, his victory from the grave. In that song, we sing, And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine. Bought with the precious blood of Christ. Death is conquered. I also love the words of Psalm 46. I told you I was reading that first. Listen to these words of Psalm 46. God will help her at break of day. What does that remind you of? Easter. Doesn't it? These are Easter words. Words of life, of the resurrection of Jesus. At the break of day, at the break of day, God saved you and me. At the break of day, the earth shook, the stone rolled away, the soldiers fell down. At the break of day, Jesus rose from the dead. At the break of day, the angels announced that Jesus is alive. At the break of day, Jesus swallowed up death forever. At the break of day, Jesus conquered the grave For you and me. Easter, Easter is the fulfillment of the words of Psalm 49. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He did it on Easter. And the glorious return of Jesus is the promise of our text. He will surely take me to himself. Jesus said it this way Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. St. Paul expressed this hope in these words I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. This is the living hope in the heart of every Christian. This hope lived in the hearts of all the saints who now rest from their labors. Today we remember them, our loved ones, our friends, those who are now with Jesus. In life and in death, they believed the words of Psalm 49. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. And this hope sustained them, didn't it? It sustained them in days of civil war, world war, Cold War, it sustained them in the Great Depression, in times of intense anxiety, terrible fear, dreadful loss, deep sorrow, and more. And this same God-given hope lives in you and me today, by God's word, by God's grace. For when we gather together at the cemetery to bury our loved ones, we grieve, But we do not grieve like those without hope. And our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is not in our loved ones. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, the crucified, risen from the dead. Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. We face uncertain days. We face days of intense anxiety, deep sorrow. We have no idea what's going to happen this week with the election and what will happen after it. But regardless of what happens, we have a living hope and a living Savior that lives inside of you and me, in your heart and in mine. And we know that Jesus is, is with us, he will never forsake us, and he will work all things for our good. Saint Paul said it this way. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Just think. On the day when Jesus returns, the graves will be opened The graveyard will be empty. The cemetery will be silenced. And the sermon of death will come to an end once and for all. But the song of victory, the feast of victory, will go on forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Please join me as we speak together the Apostles' Creed. Standing with the great multitude of saints before the throne of God and the Lamb, let us join in prayer, praise, and thanksgiving to God for our salvation. Mighty and eternal God, we remember before you the saints and martyrs of every generation who trusted in you in the face of terror and threat. Grant that when facing persecution and trial in our own day, we may be steadfast in faith. Deliver those whom you have washed in baptism granting the new life that death cannot overcome. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Mighty and eternal God, we beg your grace that our lives may be ordered by your commands, and we ask you to bless those who govern us in your name. Bless our president, the Congress, our governor, the legislature, and all local officials, that pursuing the path of justice, they may act with humility and honor for the good of all people. Give wisdom to all who vote and bless its result, that our nation may elect our leaders peacefully and orderly. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty and eternal God, we rejoice that you have rescued us from the power of death and raised us in Christ to dwell with him in everlasting life. Give to those who grieve the comfort of the promise of the resurrection of the dead and eternal life and bestow your peace upon the dying that they may fall asleep here and awaken in your glory Lord in your mercy here mighty and eternal God you have made us your children and you continue to guard us as your own possession according to your will give healing to the sick calm the troubled in mind and give patience to those facing sorrow and struggle give health and peace to our nation Hear us especially on behalf of all who request the prayer of the church. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Mighty and eternal God, we are unworthy of all your blessings and do not deserve the mercies new every morning of our earthly lives. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We praise you for, build, for children born into Christian families. Bless husbands and wives that their homes may be a shelter for the defenseless, a refuge for the weary, and a place of Christian education. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our words. mighty and eternal God, bring us to that day when every tear shall be wiped from our eyes and we shall hunger and thirst no more. Knowing you now by faith, we yearn for the day when we shall know you face to face. Until the dawn of that eternal day, keep us through our good Shepherd and Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.